you think you know what we're going to talk about. And welcome back to Three Fates Decide. It just sounds more dramatic that way. All right, so this week we are going to be talking about... But just when you least expect it, we changed the game. One Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. I mean, we always celebrated Easter. Here's part of the Half-Blood Prince. So we're going to do another free talk, freestyle thing, no planned discussion. At the end of the day, only one thing matters. We decide. We're going to hit the main highlights. That is the thing that we were saying back in that episode. Quick recap. Three Fates Decide podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Three Fates Decide. I am Liz, and I'm with my two co-hosts, Sam and Mary. Say hi. Hello. Hello. Okay, well, um, when we post this episode, it's technically past uh, graduation season, if you will, um, in the U.S., but hey, uh... The stuff that we're going to talk about in this episode is always, always relevant and valuable to people who just graduated. So this time we are talking about uh, advice that we all wished people had given us when we were uh, either finishing school or pretty close to finishing school, like, you know, during our maybe uh, third or fourth year of university studies. Um Gosh, you know, I don't know about you guys, but it 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 it, it amazes me um, how fast time flew. Because it's like you know, I it almost feels like it was you know a month ago or whatever that I finished school. But in reality, that 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 that's more years ago than I want to think about. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, I was actually just thinking about it because of a friend of mine um like posted like oh you know i see all all these people graduate you know congratulating the class of 2022 meanwhile like i graduated graduated high school in this year and so i've you know been out for this long and it's like it makes you stop and think like holy crap like it's really been that obscenely large amount of numbers i'm not going to say how long it's been but it, it a lot longer than you know it should like like high school and college like even college like I'm sitting here and I'm like holy crap like it's been that long already like what is going on okay maybe I I won't speak for you two but I will openly admit that it has been uh more than 10 shall we say yes same here <laughs> yes for it's college more than, yes more yes than 10 for college yes well yes. I'll, I'll just I'll just flat out say it's uh my 20-year high school reunion was like two years ago. It was supposed to be two years ago. <laughs> 20 years. I've been out of I've been out of high school for 23 years. Crazy. Yeah, Crazy. I know. Yeah, it should have been. It should have been my because uh, I've gone back to college several times. Right. Yeah, yeah. I I've done the I've done it twice. Um, yeah. My my high school graduation anniversary should have been last year, but um. I mean, I guess, like, technically I could have... They did set up something um, for the 20th uh, for the 20th reunion, but I didn't opt to, to uh, join in on that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, my, my, my class was so bad, no one even signed up to do our 10-year high school reunion. 
So they canceled it. They didn't have enough people. Yeah. I was like, damn, my class sucks. Oh, they don't even invite me. Really? I don't need to see anybody, in all honesty. Well, technically what it is is because I got my GED when I was 17. So I technically graduated a year early. So Uh, I did not, I did not quote unquote graduate with my graduating class. So I don't get invited to the reunions, which is perfectly fine. I wouldn't go to them anyway because I can't stand anybody I went to high school with. Yeah. Yeah. And they haven't changed much if they're still alive. (laughs) As crass as that is to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole power of social media is you see people and you're like, wow, you really have not changed, which is unfortunate. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is like. That is always disappointing. Yeah. But um, at any rate. um, yeah. So, oh. yeah. No. Um, I guess, like, it is a, I mean, it, it, it's a fairly straightforward topic in a way, but then at the same time, it's, it, it's slightly hard to know what precisely to start um, off well, with, because there's, there's a lot of directions we could go with. I mean, I guess... I can kind of start it off with just based off of what Mary just said, that she went to college multiple times. That's huge. That's something that I think a lot of college graduates need to understand that that is a possibility. That Number one, you may go back for a master's or a doctorate or whatever, but may also be the fact that, you know, you find an interest in something else or, you know, you need something else to help advance your, you know, whatever you may have to go back to school again and you know a couple of times and that is okay that's actually like the beauty of college i think is like you it doesn't matter how old you are you can still go back to school and take classes you know there are times i still look and it's like i have interests and things and not necessarily that i'm going to pursue a career in them but because i have interests i want to learn more about it go take a college class. Like that's something, you know, I feel like people almost feel like you're a failure if you have to go back to school because like, and I remember when I graduated college, like I was sitting at, you know, dinner after my ceremony and I'm like, that's it. Like I never have to sit in a classroom again. I'm done, blah, blah, blah. And like a year and a half later, I went back to school for medical, completely changed, you know, what I went to school for. I went to school for tv and film production which is like a ridiculously hard you know industry to get into i wasn't getting any leads i always had an interest in health and i decided to be more you know i know i could get a job in the medical field and at this point i had been a temp for over a year and i wanted to be more than just a temp so i went back to school and thus started this whole whirlwind thing to where I am today. So it's okay if you have to go back, even if it's to change your career completely. And actually I have a list of things um, that I wish I had known in my twenties. And one of the things is there's no, like you're never too old for a career change, which kind of coincides with the, if you have to go back to college, it's okay. So those are two. That's, I'll start us off with that. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, I mean, just to kind of continue on with that train of thought, it's like, for me, my own experience has been, like, was that I had graduated with a degree in economics, and then the reality set in that, well, I was having trouble being able to do that, uh, get a, get like a job really with that, because what... Well, I well this does kind of segue slightly into another bit of uh, thing I wish people told me was that like, well this is gonna sound a bit of like well, duh, but I didn't do enough research into the field of study that I was majoring in and really understanding what I need to do to qualify for certain uh careers within that uh you know field of interest and you know what the steps were what the process is and you know that led to me having a very hard time getting a job later when I graduate you know after I graduate because it's like well I lack the sufficient knowledge and work experience to really get into things that were really into economics especially if I wanted to actually do stuff that would, you know, qualify me as being able to say, hey, I am an economist, you know, whether it's um, actually working for a particular company uh, where they, you know, do stuff um, involving that um, for, you know, analysis or whatever. So then I had to go back to school to study something else that will lead me to getting a job. And that's why I ended up going back to school again. And I got a degree in accounting, actually. And that accounting uh, diploma is what kind of led me to the job that I've been working at for, oh my gosh, um, for almost 14 years. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Um, definitely make sure that, well, Obviously, if you're already graduated, it's, it's, it's a bit late. But just know that, okay, if you can't get a job right away or relatively quickly after you graduated, um, just know that if you need to go back to school to learn something else, whether it's like what Sam was saying, based off of another interest of yours or if you had to do something like somewhat pr more practical like what I ended up doing um don't you know don't sweat it I mean you just need to do what you need to do to um progress and finally get a job and um I guess as like a related thing is that even if you do get a job uh relatively quickly or you know even got a job offer before you actually get the diploma, which lucky people that happens to. Um, don't be too surprised if you may not necessarily stick with that job because you may discover that after a year or two of working at that job, you may end up not liking it for whatever reason or you just don't fit in and you may need to do a little job hopping. Um, to figure out what you ultimately feel comfortable working in and, you know, which employer likes you enough to want you to stick around. So, 
Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. And, and, you know, um, one thing that you need to, when you're applying for like jobs and stuff like that, kind of going slightly off um, what you said, and, and Mary, you and I were talking about this, even entry-level positions, unfortunately, they say, you know, they want one to three years experience, which I still think is like ridiculous that they do that because that's not entry level. That's an established person. But what I found is even if you don't meet all the criteria that the job is asking for, apply because you never know they may give you a call anyway. So, you know, it, if it's something that you're interested in that you want to do, apply anyway. You know, if anything, you know, you'll get some, maybe hopefully some uh, interviews under your belt because interviewing is terrifying if you've never done it before. And, uh, you know, so, but definitely, you know, never look at something and and be like, oh, you know, I don't have all of the qualifications, so I'm not gonna, no, 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 apply anyway, because you just never know. You know, sometimes businesses put, you know, they have the qualifications, but they may want someone that they can mold into what, you know, what they want or, you know, so when that happened with me, I, I got a, a position, I left the medical field for a while. I got a position at a corporate company in their marketing department, having zero marketing under my belt. And they were okay with that because they wanted to kind of mold me into what they wanted. So, you know, basically you can figure anything out. Like, so never, you know, don't, don't, you know, uh, cut, cut your knees, you know, cut yourself off at at the knees uh, when looking for jobs, because you just never know what could happen. Yeah, yeah. Although I do kind of agree with you what you were saying about how like, it really honestly is ridiculous how like some job offer offerings, you know, whether you're like using, you know, monster track or whatever else, um, job search things that are available now um it is ridiculous how like stuff that's labeled entry level are like asking for like these ridiculously you know ridiculous amounts of like work experience it's like well if you're saying you you're expecting three to five years it's like how is it like you were saying how is that entry level because it's like if i went to school for four years then hypothetically speaking where is that fifth year coming from right i mean yeah and most people like if you do an internship it's for a couple of months you know during a semester or during the summer and you know in between semesters or whatever and even still you're it's it's hard to reach that cat you know that what they want so that that always annoys me when I see that when it strictly says like entry level and it's like experience one to three years or whatever and it's like that's not entry level (laughs) right and and just so if if we if any of you listening to this episode happens to be on uh, the somewhat younger side trust me this nonsense was going on 10 plus years ago when we were you know, Mm -hmm. uh, college students about to graduate. (laughs) This is not, this is not something that just happened in the last five years. No, this has been going on 
for like over a decade now. This is not a new phenomenon. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, utterly ridiculous. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, and and again, related to this, I. It wasn't until like I was in that situation where I was struggling to find a job, I didn't realize like how much hustling was involved with a job hunting thing because the one because one thing that nobody ever really told me is aside from like how it was necessary to be more aggressive in a way of making sure you have more work experience under your belt. Because if someone had told me that, you know, when I was like in my freshman year or about to enter, you know, I'm graduating high school, I would have probably done a lot more hustling mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, you know, for internships and stuff, because this was like during that, like this was during that time where like it was still like a real, a pretty good economy. And like, it was like, oh, you know, you could have like a, you know, a degree in like philosophy and still get a job with like a, you know, fortune 500 company i mean but then i had the misfortune of being one of those students that graduated during that down the, the beginning of that downturn that started happening and now that's when they're asking for like well you must be you know somebody who has like you know three to five years experience and you know you must be familiar with like you know 10 different you know, statistical analytical software or at least basic knowledge of these things to get this job. And it's like, mm -hmm. good grief. Good grief. Why? Why didn't anybody ever tell me that I had to do all that stuff to even get an interview, let alone a job offer? I mean, it you know that that is something I definitely wish people to, you know people told me they should have emphasized more that you need to you need to be you need to like hustle more way more than yeah. you know yeah yeah and and you know one thing that I kind of wish that I had someone tell me even back when I was graduating high school going to college or whatever and I mean I guess I kind of followed it on my own anyway but like never let anyone tell you that like your dream job or or you know anything like that is too big for you and you know you should definitely try and and pursue that you know and and because at the end of the day it's it's your life you know you're the one that has to live it no one else is is going to live your life so no one else's opinion while Yes, you can take the people who are closest to you, their opinions into account. At the end of the day, it's your opinion that matters most. So if you have something, and and I'm just saying this because for me, you know, and, and I know we talked about this for like the New Year's Eve, you know, uh, episode and how I, you know, wanted to pursue my acting career and stuff like that. That's something that I had always wanted since I was a kid. And I was constantly told, you know, oh, you know, you know how hard it is to make it. And, you know, you probably won't make it. You should just make it a hobby. Why can't you just make it a hobby? You probably won't make any money doing blah, blah, blah. And it's, 
And it got to me to the point that I stopped trying. I didn't do it in high school because I didn't think, you know, I thought, what's the point if I'm not even going to pursue it? And now here I am in my 30s kicking myself because I never even tried. So now, you know, while working full time, I'm trying, you know, to, to right. give it a go because, you know, again, it's it's my life. And if, you know, I I don't want to... Like tomorrow's never promised, obviously, but like, I don't want to leave this life with that, you know, hanging over me. Like you didn't even try. You didn't even try for it. So never let anyone tell you not to even attempt because listen, there, you may not, you know, like our dreams are not for certain, but if you put in the work, if you really, really try at least then, if it doesn't work out, you can still be satisfied that you put in the effort for it. And that's at this point, that's where I am. It's like, I want to at least attempt and try to see if I can do it. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But at least I'm not going to regret it for the rest of my life that I didn't even try. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. Like, you know, speaking of the acting thing was... um. I was actually, um, I watched this YouTube video just the other day about, uh, three surprising celebrity backstories. And one of them actually was about Harrison Ford and about how he ended up, you know, getting cast as Han Solo was like a complete surprise to him because by the time he got cast as Han Solo, he more or less kind of gave up on acting um, because until he ended up in Star Wars, all of his acting credits before that were, you know, pretty negligible. I mean, they were credits, which, you know, is something you can put on your CV, but it, but, you know, they were never like, obviously not main characters. I mean, they wouldn't even be... Like, you know, oh, the leading man's best friend or the mm -hmm. sidekick or anything. It's just like another, you know, it's like a glorified cameo. Some of some of those like, um, you know, bits that he did. And he and that was when he did the carpentry thing, uh, you know, for people who are familiar with um, Harrison Ford's uh, background, you, you know, you may have be aware that like at one point he was a carpenter he that that was how he paid his bills and that's and then that around that time that was when he ended up um in star wars so and and uh, and if people actually looked it up they they'll realize that when that happened he was already in his 30s he was married he had two kids which was why he was doing carpentry work because the acting thing was not panning out <laughs> at that mm -hmm. point so it's like, you know, well, okay, true, it was a little bit of, you know, good luck and good fortune that happened, you know, that he was able to get in on this audition that uh, George Lucas was doing. You know, it it was still not, you know, but it, it was still something that happened to him, you know, a lot, a little bit later than, you know, he probably would have thought, you know, was when he would get a break. Because, you know, especially like, you know, if you if you studied in theater and you wanted to be an actor and, you know, you're like in your early 20s, you're thinking, ah, you know, 
I, I, you know, in the next five years, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be like, you know, the one starring at, you know, starring as, you know, whatever. But, you know, sometimes it, it does take a long time for you to make it in whatever, uh, you know, your dream job is if, if you're going to wholeheartedly pursue your dream job, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so sometimes like you, if, if you wholeheartedly really believe that, you know, this is what you want to do, then you need to really go after it and not give up so easily because you just don't know. You just don't know. I mean, I guess like uh, one other thing is like kind of, again, segue off of, off of what I was just saying. Um, one thing that I wish somebody had told me was that like um, you may have in your mind um, a certain plan or you may have a certain perception of how things will be. But sometimes things just do not go to plan and sometimes things just do not resolve or end up the way you expect it to and that's also okay because sometimes even though things turn out differently than what you expected it's not necessarily a bad thing you know right I, yeah. yeah i mean yeah because the job i'm you know i'm currently at, i'm and i've still been working at like i said you know for 14 years almost now in no way, shape, or form did I ever, ever expect me to end up doing this job that I'm doing. But that's kind of how it happened. And, you know, I'm okay with that. And it's not like the most glamorous, most exciting, you know, attention-grabbing thing. But, you know, it it's something that I'm okay with. And I get paid for my work and what I'm getting paid for is, you know, reasonable and covers my expenses and I can save up some money to do fun stuff on the side. And there is always an opportunity for me to, whenever I want to, um, if I really want to quit and do something else, I could. I have that freedom to do that, you know. So again, even if your dream thing does not happen to you straight out of the gate, you know, it may be that you have to do something else first to get there or, you know, you, you just might find yourself doing something that you don't expect. And even if you do some, if, even if you do end up doing the thing that you were hoping for, it, it may come in a very circuitous way. Oh, absolutely. And it's it's funny, like on this list, the number one thing is don't be afraid when reality doesn't match what you thought it would look like. And that's exactly <laughs> like, like, that's exactly it. Like, and it's true. You know, how many times did you picture what things were going to be like, you know, and life is nowhere near what I had planned or pictured for myself at this point. And I, I'm sure the three of us can agree. At, yep, yep. you know, if, if we were writing the story of our life, this is not exactly what we thought was going to be at this point. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, it's, it is what it is. You, you learn, you know, you live and learn. You learn every day, you know, uh, even as adults, you learn every single day. And, you know, life throws curveballs all the time whether it's work or just personal life or relationships or whatever it's 
just never know what's gonna come tomorrow and you know kind of have to go with the flow and it's things you can't control it's what I've learned from my therapist yeah. at least anyway <laughs> yeah I mean for some people you know us saying that it it completely gels with how they naturally are in terms of like how they like their personal philosophy of how to deal with life and then for some people that is a genuine struggle um because that's just not their personality to go with the flow necessarily but they like to really think about things and plan around things and if necessary they'll think of contingency plans but then if things don't have follow you know even the contingency plans it's like oh my gosh i'm in a crisis well you know the the fact of the matter is is that you could try your best to think of alternatives, but, you know, unless you're some kind of, you know, strategic genius or something where you can anticipate, you know, multiple uh, scenarios, then first off, that is a really handy skill and that would probably get you hired in some places, you know, <laughs> but, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it, 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 it's just not always going to happen you know, the way you think it will. And again, that's okay. You, you, you know, you just have to, once, once you've mentally accepted that reality, then you just move forward and think about and look at what are, what are, what, what are the avenues to proceed from there? You just need to, you, you just need to resettle your mind and try to think, rationally like what what can i do next what should i do next so so you had that list um anything on that list that we didn't already talk about um let's see let's go back uh don't focus so much on the future uh that you ignore what's in front of you well that's i guess we kind of tread on that you know you can't always plan the future because you miss what's right in front of you sometimes so you know yeah <laughs> one thing don't do future trips in relationships especially if you're not like you know solid oh yeah that never ends up well <laughs> oh my gosh ha i mean i don't well i mean i don't really have like any knowledge um in terms of like people that i know in my you know social circles but i have heard so many horror stories about um things like you know people who are going to get married and obviously they have a honeymoon planned out and then the relationship goes bust and the wedding never happens it's like <laughs> yeah 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 uh yeah that's, that's sad that, though because it is you know, at, that, at that point you kind of hope that you're pretty solid if you're engaged to be married but you know yeah but then it it really says a lot about the relationship as well that um you were supposed to go to this you know really serious super serious uh status and something happens to make it implode. Yeah. And it's like 
I guess like for people in that situation, it almost it probably almost makes you feel like, did I ever really know that person, or did I ever really really know myself? You know, which kind of brings me to the next thing is you're going to change. You know, and like that's big, especially like in terms of relationships because both of you are going to change and those changes wind up pushing you further apart. It just means you're just, you know, you may have been compatible initially, especially when you're young and in your twenties and you're both kind of like at that party stage, like, you know, whatever. And then like, as you get older and you get, you know, quote unquote, more serious and whatever, it's like, sometimes you start going off in different directions and that's okay. If you grow apart, you know, and that's true for friends, like a lot, you know, there's a lot of people in my in my life that I've grown apart uh, from, and that's that's okay. That's part of life. Just know, like you're going to change. And I, I mean, I know me. I'm definitely a lot different than I was in my twenties, in you know my teens, and you know, and yes, I still deal with certain demons that I dealt with back then. But it's like. I'm a, I'm definitely like a different person than I was back then. I mean, I'm sure you both could say the same thing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. No, so. Um, so, you know, just always know that you're going to change and you're going to continue to change. I'm, I'm sure maybe in like 10 years, you know, I'll look back and be like, you know what the heck I was even talking about in my 30s. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. Like, Hell, I'm 40 and I still don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> See, because we keep learning. That's that's that part. We keep learning. Yeah. At which nobody is good at life. We are all learning. Which yeah, is- I, I I'm surprised I even survive life at this point. Hmm. You made it. You're you're making it, I should say. I, I was like, you should say I'm I, I I'm not sure I've made it yet. <laughs> oh well, yeah. I mean, at least you haven't That's given okay. up on stuff, you know. Yep. I know for me, like turning thirty was huge, and I think it was because I compared myself to other people who you know, either younger than me or the same age as me, I compared myself to my parents, like, and I just felt like I was so far behind, you know, because I was in the exact same spot that I was when I turned 20, except I was a college graduate, I had a job and, you know, all that, but, Mm -hmm. um, but in everything else, especially more personal relationship wise and whatever, what I, again, kind of going back to reality is not what you pictured. I always hoped that being kind of like my parents, by the time I hit 30, I would at least be married or, you know, have a kid or whatever. And I turned 30 and I had nothing. And even now, like I just turned 35 a few weeks ago and I finally got to the point that it's like, I need to start thinking about myself and not you know about anything else. So like, I've made a plan for myself that like, I'm giving myself up to like, 
know, it, you know, until by the time I'm like 37, if I don't have a significant other that I have like, you know, a, a very good relationship, you know, a solid relationship with, I'm going to, you know, I want a child. I'm going to make sure I have a child, you know, one way or the other, even if it's you know, going and getting artificially inseminated or, you know, whatever it is, because like that's something that I want. I want a kid. And good thing is th- this day and age, you don't need a dude. Have a kid. So <laughs> you want the kid till you actually have the kid. Trust me, you oh. don't want the kid. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just pray. What? I just pray your child, Sam, will not be anything like mine. Because <laughs> if you're anything like mine, you're going to be like, God damn it, she was right. I'm gonna call you up and be like, Mary. Yes, and I'll be like, Sam, I told you. I mean, do not get me wrong. I love my daughter to pieces. I love her to bits. She and she honestly is the best thing that ever happened to me. But at the same time, I, I watched a I, I watched a TikTok on Kevin Hart doing a, his stand up routine, and he said, "You never realize until you have children how much children will push your buttons till you want to physically fight them." And he's like, "You cannot physically fight a child." I'm like. I'm like, my dude is right on this. I'm like, there are days when I'm just like, just today I wanted to, I wanted to wrap my hands around her pretty little scrawny little pretty little neck and wring it. And I'm like, I can't do that. Uh, yeah. 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 It, it's. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> I mean, I know it's not easy. I mean, I just know from my two nephews how exhausting it can be, but you know, yes, but you know, it's, I've gotten to the point. I'm obviously not going. I may not get. Or my reality is not what I pictured. But if it's something that I still truly want, I'm giving myself a timeline to get what I want. You know, so. Well, I I said the same thing, Sam. I said if I hadn't had a kid by the time I was 35, I was getting my tubes tied. I wasn't gonna have one. And lo and behold, I got pregnant at 34. <laughs> and then tied your tubes. So there you go. Yes, I tied my tubes four months after she was born. Like, you see, you, you what is enough? It's a goal. <laughs> it's a goal. <laughs> so I, I will never discourage anybody from having a kid. I'm just like, really stop and think, because it it is. I knew it was going to be hard. I didn't realize it was going to be this hard. In a few years, yeah. when I have a kid, <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a comparison. Yeah, and I, 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 I'm praying that your children will not be anything like mine is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I, I mean, I'm only an aunt. I've never, obviously, never been a mom. But I just felt like from all this time I spent, you know, helping to babysit um, my nieces over the years, it became very, very clear to me. It, it, sorry, it became very, very clear to me that, um, you know, after, after like after all that time I was babysitting my nieces, that it really is very hard and to to raise kids, um, especially because the two of them happen to be like not even two years apart from each other, and. Mm-hmm. I I knew very early on from, you know, spending time with them and helping to watch them is that 
if I was to ever have kids, I would totally want to have a partner um, involved because I, I can't imagine how hard it is to take care of, you know, a kid by yourself. I mean, I know there are many, many moms and in some cases dads that do it and they are honestly amazing people, very amazing people. But it's like, you know, we are a family of, you know, we're like a nuclear family, I guess, of like seven people, including the two nieces. And it's like all five of us adults in various ways helped raise these two kids uh, for the last 20 years. So it's like, if this is what it takes to raise two kids in like the you know, most enriched, you know, way possible, then number one, again, kudos to the single parents out there that act, that genuinely do it almost entirely by themselves. I mean, you know, obviously not counting, you know, maybe babysitters that you had to hire, obviously, but, you know, actively spending a lot of time and effort, you know, as well as the money, obviously, but all that all that work to try to help this baby become a functioning or at least you're hoping <laughs> will be a functioning you know adult that can you know be able to survive life more or less on you know as well is not easy and i already decided for myself that if i ever did have kids that like I I do want a partner involved. I mean, again, I I I have nothing but the highest respect for all of you out there who are single parents. But you know, I just know for me, that's just how I feel about like how I would do things for myself if I did have a kid. But you know, that's not for everybody, and I totally respect that. Uh, ah, yeah. yeah. But I'll tell you, if I could. I and I'm I'm sorry they lied to you when they they lie when they say that the that the newborn stage is the hardest stage it's not yeah it kind of sucks to have to lose some sleep but it is not the hardest stage at all oh because they don't move that's the best stage yeah you they, get don't, to they don't them. move <laughs> okay so they cry and they want to eat a lot and all the time and yes you do lose some sleep but I'm telling you that's still the best stage. I slept more when she was an infant and a newborn than I did when she was like two. Oh boy, children. Uh -huh. Um, gotta love them though. Yes, especially when they. Well, you, I should say you gotta love your own. You don't gotta love anybody else's, but you gotta love your own. I mean, I adore my nephews, but uh, you know, I know that they're not easy at all um but let's see what else we got here uh you don't need to know what you want i think we kind of covered because sometimes you think you want something and then you realize it's not exactly what what you thought and um oh yeah you can, yeah you can figure anything out in today's age there you can always figure something out google youtube Someone who's, you know, been through whatever, like, you can find a 
a resource to figure out anything. I mean, Google magic, YouTube magic, it's real. It's real. <laughs> uh, it's okay that you're single. No, kind of went into a little bit. Um, and then it's, you know, a lot of the other things are just, you know, about other people. Um, communication obviously is very, very important. And that's true for personal relationships and work. Can't tell you how many times, like, first of all, email or text, you cannot read motion. Repeat that to yourself a million times, because I can't tell you how many times I would receive an email from my boss or a text message from someone and I would read it like they're like really ticked off at me and they weren't. So just always remember that. That's the one bad thing about this day and age is because everything is electronic and like texting and, and whatever. So like, and if you're texting someone or emailing something, put something in there to let them know kind of like that you're cool so that it doesn't cause an issue. But I think that's a huge part of communication these days is because a lot of it is through text like typing you have to almost like establish what the emotion is before things like blow up i've seen so many fights over that that crap stupid um other people's baggage is theirs to deal with it's not you you can be supportive but you don't have to help with the load that's not that's not on you you, know, you you need to be independent, not codependent, or have someone be codependent on you because that's just just asking for a mess. Uh, don't try to change people. We talked about how you are going to change. The other person is going to change, but there are certain things that will never change. You, if you're in a situation where you're like, well, I can change them. Answer is always no, going to be no, you cannot. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> if that ever crosses your mind, but I can change them. Nope. The next thing should be, nope, no, I can't. Nope. Time to get out. Nope. Time to leave. Nope. Huge red flags. Yeah. Nope. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. You will never change anybody. You have to change on their own. Right. How it is. Yeah. Um, and, you know, <laughs> as much as I'm not um, a Halsey fan, or Halsey, or I'm not really sure how to pronounce her name, the singer, her mom gave her some advice um, after she had a breakup with a, with a guy. And this is really good advice. And I, everybody needs to hear this on relationships. Butterflies are bad. You should not be nervous to meet somebody. You should not be nervous. Are they going to be nice to me? Are they going to... I, when I wear this, are they going to compliment me? But the next day they're going to be mad at me for something. Mm -hmm. are, your butterflies are your first red flag that the relationship is not right. Right. And not, so, not the initial butterflies that you get, like when like you feel something like that's a whole different type of butterfly. Right. <laughs> we're, we're talking about like, Nervous yeah, ones. you get everybody gets a little nervous on a first date. Everybody does. Absolutely. But once you meet that person, you should not still be having butterflies. If you're still having butterflies after you've met this person and you've talked to this person for a while and you still get butterflies, that's not a good sign. 
that's that's your body saying, hey, something's up. Something's wrong. That is good advice. I shall remember that. Yes. I mean, not like like you said, it's not the initial butterflies like everybody's nervous when you first go on a first date and the initial meeting. But after that, they really should die down. And if yes. they ain't dying down, then there might be something going on your body. Your your brain is saying, hey, there's something wrong here. There's something wrong here. Yeah. Why am I why am I nervous around them all the time? Get I shouldn't out. be nervous around them. I'm comfortable. Get out while you can. Yes. <laughs> Let's see. Acknowledge that this moment won't last forever, even if it feels like it will. That is great advice that I wish I had because there were so many times that I thought that whatever I was going through is never going to end. And it's like, you have to remember, like, eventually everything is going to pass. Like, whatever, whatever horrible thing is going on, like, everything is going to pass. Things will always get better. I thought that was a, was a good one. Um, yep. You don't need to settle. That applies to so many things in life, career, relationship, you know, life choices. You never have to settle. Never settle for less than what you feel you want or deserve. Never make, never have anyone tell you you should settle. It doesn't matter if you don't get married until you're 50. Who cares? That's how long it takes for you to find somebody, you know, or if you never get married. Okay. You know, never, and, and it's so funny. I was actually talking to my friend about this because it's been a while since I've been in, in a relationship. And and I said, I was like, you know, maybe I'm just too picky. And she's like, you're not picky. You have standards. You don't want to settle. I was like, don't be ashamed of having standards. She's like, why would you want to set yourself up for another failure? I'm like, well, that's actually <laughs> very true. <laughs> Thank you for making me feel better about myself. <laughs> uh, give yourself for past screw-ups. This is yeah. something that I'm still dealing with even today. Like I talked to my therapist about it, some of my demons and some of the, th you know, things from my past and things that I did wrong or whatever. Yeah, I, I like you, you really do. You have to forgive yourself because you're never going to move forward forgive others you know I mean in certain aspects doesn't mean you forget doesn't mean that you will be best friends with that person but sometimes the best thing is to forgive and let go of whatever so that you can move on with your life and again it's something that I'm still dealing with I'm dealing with a lot of childhood traumas that I didn't realize affected my life until I started going to therapy and like literally going through each and every single trauma and like breaking it down and like kind of teaching myself how to, all right, like I said it out loud, it's, you know, it's gone. I'll never forget it. It's a lesson learned from whatever, but it's time to let it go. So definitely forgive yourself, forgive, you know, in that aspect, but uh, find gratitude in the good, the bad and the straight up ugly. And I definitely agree with that because, again, as I just said, everything's a lesson in life. Even the horrific, ugly stuff that, you know, is just trauma. 
at, at the end of the day, you almost have to have some sort of gratitude for it because it did make you into the person that you are. I'm stronger now, even though sometimes I still feel weak, I'm stronger now because of the traumas that I went through and the lessons that I learned through those traumas. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask for help. I think that's a, I hope people know that, you know, and, and I'm sorry if there's any men on here, but I feel like men need to learn that (laughs) more than women. Uh, I mean, women too, but like, I feel like men find that they're weak if they have to ask for help. I don't know why, you know, like it, it, it just, it, it was, it was, uh, beat into them sometimes figuratively, sometimes literally, um, by society and their parents that men should not show emotions. Men cannot be seen as weak. Men have to be strong. Men have no emotions. Men don't cry you know, all this and all that. We're slowly learning, we're slowly getting rid of that mindset, but at the same time, there's still so many out there that are stuck in that mindset. Yeah. And it's sad, you know, and, and, and you're right. And like, I I have noticed more public male public figures have come out and discussed, you know, their vulnerabilities and how they ask for help and stuff like that. And I think that's a great thing. You know, like, th- we need to make that the norm. Like, you don't have to be some macho guy that nothing, bo- like, you're human. Something's going to bother you. Something's going to affect you. Something's going to be a trigger, you know, and it's okay. <laughs> like, it's okay to ask for, for help. It's okay to, you know, so. Yeah, that that's a big one. Never be afraid. Like, it, you're not weak if you need help. And in, and this is in any regard. And not necessarily that you need to go to a professional person for help. A friend, uh, a significant other, your parents, your, you know, whoever. If you need help, ask. Because I doubt the people in your life would turn you away. And if they would, then they're not meant to be there. Because they're not a good support system. I feel like I need to write a book. <laughs> And number 20 was find your tribe, which I guess kind of goes into what I just said. You know, whether it's your family, your friends, whoever, find those people that will support you through everything and will be there for you through everything. You know, I, I, I had a lot of issues with, with friends growing up and I didn't meet my current best friends. I met them when I was 15. And they were from a different town. I met them because I worked at a summer camp and they worked at the summer camp too. That's how we became friends. And now we're still best friends to this day. And they showed me because I had, like I said, very toxic relationships with friends. Because I was so vulnerable, people felt that they could kind of walk all over me. And these girls taught me how to like how a friend is supposed to be you know we don't talk every day in fact I don't even see them a lot even though we live in the next town from each other you know but like with our busy schedules and everything one's married with a baby they're twin sisters one's married with a baby and stuff like that but like when I need them 
I know that if I reach out to them, they'll drop whatever they are doing. And, and you know, if they can, obviously, the, the one's not going to drop her child. Sorry, I can't take care of you. I have to go, have to go uh, help Sam. But, you know, I know that if I needed them, they would come and same thing. You know, my family, my siblings, like my mom, if I needed them, they would be there and vice versa. So definitely make sure you find those people. And sometimes it does take time to find them. And that's okay. Not everyone, you know, stays friends with the kids that you grew up with. And that's okay. You're allowed. And that's my TED Talk. Thanks for listening, everyone. Catch us next time. And see what we're going to talk about. Because the three fates decide.